B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now it's Tad, Drex, and Kara, and we have Jen on the phone. She's a local ER nurse. We just really wanted to check in with you to see how things are at uh, at some of the local hospitals. The last couple of weeks honestly haven't been too bad. I would say the beginning of March was absolute hell. I was just waiting for the zombies to pop out. It was people just flooding us and coming in and no symptoms, just wanting the tests. We had a six to eight hour wait in the lobby um, for several days because the CDC recommends that if somebody has symptoms and we're screening them, then they have to go into a room. They can't go in the hall. So we had critical patients in the hallway because oh we had to quarantine these other patients. Mm. It was just, it was insane. <laughs> and Jen, I know there's HIPAA laws and stuff, so you can't be specific, but have you seen or treated anybody with coronavirus? They are not telling us. We have tested a lot of people, um, but we are not being informed if any of those particular patients of ours are coming back as positive. How would you know the proper precautions to take, or is it kind of universal? It doesn't matter what the patient has. You guys kind of treat them the same way or take the same precautions? Unless you're in there for, like, abdominal pain or a migraine or something like that, we're pretty much gearing up for every room that could possibly be a COVID patient. Now, I've seen that they're doing that a lot, kind of putting the squash on people having visitors. My friends actually just had a baby via C-section yesterday, and the babies had to go up into the NICU, and they're not even allowed to see their own child right now. Is that like a regular thing across everybody right now? It is. Like oncology floors, NICUs, those are like totally out because of the high chance of, you know, the probability of, of, the patient um, contracting something. So, I mean, you could be walking around for a week without symptoms but still be a carrier. No temperature, no symptoms. Walking into the NICU with all the other little babies in there that are all compromised already because they're all premature. So it's a precaution and it's something that we don't want to do because, um, you know, obviously we take care of all sorts of patients in the emergency department. And when we have um, oncology patients down there or people who are otherwise, you know, ill and, and we tell them, look, your family can't come back here and see you. They can't wait in the lobby. They have to either wait in their car or go home. Like you get one visitor in the emergency department and it's not like a revolving door where you tag out and then one other person can go in. It's one person the entire stay, the same person. Was this part of your training when you're in nursing school? Do they talk about The fact that, I mean, you think about like maybe shootings, car accidents, things that you have to deal (laughs) with, but something like this where you're putting yourself at risk every day? Honestly, none of that is even in nursing school. Mm -hmm. Um, The shootings and whatnot. I mean, that's like more on the job training specific to what field you go into. Um, Even, you know, when you're going through and doing your clinicals as a nursing student, you're really not exposed to that much. It's hit or miss because you know, it just depends on what day you're there. So thankfully, the emergency departments are very prepared for any kind of pandemic, mass casualty incident. Um, we do hands-on training to prepare for this kind of stuff. We're prepared, and that's why we want people to stay home unless they absolutely have to come in. You know, if they're sick, we want them to come in, regardless if it's COVID or not. If you have a broken bone, we want you to come in. But when we were, we were getting flooded at the beginning of the month, it was slowing down everything. And it was, you know, for lack of a better term, constipating the system. So, right. you know, it just it just made things very difficult. Talking to Jen, who's an ER nurse at a local hospital. I don't know if you've seen the memes and a lot of people have been posting like, thank you to our truck drivers and medical professionals and all that. Outside of a thank you, what else, what else can we do for you guys? What else can we say or how else can we act to make your job a little bit easier? 
just stay home. <laughs> you know, like if you don't, if you don't have to be there, don't come in. Um, the primary cares are so quick to say because they're not seeing anybody. So you call and you say, "I have a headache," and they're so quick to say, "Okay, we'll go to the ER." Well, no, try some Tylenol or ibuprofen at home. If that doesn't work, if it gets worse, then okay, sure. But you know, try some problem solving at home before you come in. Don't jump right in and. You know, especially if it's a small child, um, at least try, if they have a fever, at least try to get some Tylenol or something at home first, you know. Um, use a little bit of better judgment before you run to the emergency room. Um, and, you know, there's also it, the fact that people are buying all of these N95s off the shelves. Um, we get trained or fitted every year on these masks. We know what size we are. Um, we know how to properly put them on. So it's not just a mask that you can pick up off the shelf and you're 100% covered. Don't use the medical equipment unless you have to. Um, you're not trained on it, so there's no reason for you to go to the store and pick up an N95 because it's not going to help you probably. Uh, Jen, do you have a family? Like, do you have kids, husband, boyfriend? I do. I have a husband, and I, I, if I call him a kid, he'd probably get mad at me. He's almost 16. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when you come home from working in the ER all day for 12-hour shifts or whatever, how do you decontaminate yourself before entering the house or do they just accept it as it? Because I mean, I scrub in when I get home, and I don't, and I work in radio. Yeah. Scrub in, that's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I've always been uh, kind of crazy about not bringing stuff home. I take everything off in the garage. I have leather seats in my car so they don't get stuck in my car. I mean, it may seem a little anal, but with the amount of times that I get sick, um, and you know, my coworkers and everything, and we we don't want to bring the stuff home to our families. And they have no idea how long this particular virus lasts on surfaces. Like, they put out something recently that um, said, well, this is what it is on cardboard, and this is what it is on a glass, and et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, they don't know. They don't know for sure. So, until proven otherwise, I'll continue my craziness. Sounded like, <laughs> a, sounded like a Lizzo song. You're like, I take my scrubs off. Uh, <laughs> <check my hands. laughs> That's going to be the new hit. Yeah. <laughs>